Hello and welcome to Bitches With Beards. On today's episode, I explain how I deserve a lot of tat for what I've got to give. And I'll take a dirty martini. Double. With two olives. No, 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 no. Three olives. And no, rail will not be fine. We're the podcast that attempts to break down culture with all the elegance of two coastal grandmas. But in truth, we're just a couple of bitches with beards. I'm Max. And I'm Daniel. And if you're wondering who we are and why we have a podcast, then I guess we better get on with the episode. Oh, hello, Max, dear. Hello, Daniel, dear. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Ching. <laughs> it's been a week. <laughs> I actually have an announcement. Oh, you've got an announcement. Are, are, are you with the virgin birth, baby? No. No. It's no. a big announcement. Bigger than that. Okay, okay. Daniel. Yes. Everyone is tired. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the club. We're all tired. But everyone is tired. We've all had weeks. Weeks. Months. Even though it's short weeks. Like, I was in the office for three days this week, and it was a week. It was a week. So I, I'm going to at least blame it on the weather here in D.C. It was like a menopausal, you know, coastal grandma because it was like hot, then cold, then hot, and then summer, and then cold again. Like, it was just all over the place. Like, I, it was whiplash with the weather. Like, the temperature was all over the place. Like, my first day back at work, usually it's called what I like to call a Monday. Uh-huh. Means that it's always kind of playing catch up. Yeah. And then, like, because of the holiday, because I did play catch up mm-hmm. it was wednesday before i even felt like the week started um which means you just crammed in your week in three days three days yes actually yeah, three days well yes. yeah and then one day in the office it always feels a little bit like two i just honestly don't know how i have the energy to get through this episode and we've got a lot to cover this week well do we need to get you some coughing and some caffeine or some ritalin or some something or... I've, I've been caffeinated all day actually i think i'm gonna i'll be fine we'll find our feet but... I, ho- I hope so. We can always get you some cocaine if you need it. It's what they did in the 30s. <laughs> yes, this is not the 30s, and we are not rubber bounds. <laughs> it's not Mommy's Little Helper. It's not Mommy's Little Helper. <laughs> it could be. could be. So, what has your week been like? Oh, well, you know, I'm going to dive into my love life right now. Someone needs to. I have been mentally edging a priest, for lack of a better word, for the entire week. And we're all complicit. <laughs> we are all complicit. Thank you, RuPaul. Thank you, Jinx, for that one. Um, it was a situation to where the priest, who I am semi-seeing at this point, we'll, we'll call it what it is, um, anytime my schedule would allow for him to come, he was busy. Anytime, you know, his schedule would allow for me to come over, like, I was busy. So it was one of these... God is a demanding mistress. <laughs> God is so f- demanding. Like, I, he was free. I was recording a podcast. You know, I was free. He was blessing the floats for Mardi Gras. And then the next day, he was blessing all the Westies in, like, Old Town for St. Bijan of Frise. Hope you got that reference right there. It's a joke. Anyways, or, you know, he was covered in ashes and, like, I couldn't come over. Or then there was this one time, one so low time during this past week where both our schedules aligned. And guess what? I was drunk on martinis, which you know how I am of martinis. And he was drunk on, like, vodka sodas. So guess what? No one crossed the mode at that point. So we were all just, like, where we were at at that point. Like, it was... 
I, I've been trying so hard. I have been... It's just been one thing after another, Max, with the priest. I And I enjoy it, but I, it's been one thing after another. I, I don't say this lightly, Daniel, but Jesus, your life. <laughs> I know. Like, I should write a book about it, really, but truly. I think it's called the Bible. Let's <laughs> call it Third Testament. I, well, I was thinking the Kama Sutra, but, you know, the Bible, sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> like, yes. Fuck a duck, that's a lot. I know, and like, that's you know, not even an exaggeration on the matter. Like, <laughs> we're hoping for tomorrow, but we'll see if that works out, because it's supposed to snow. <laughs> oh my god, oh, hang on, I just hope he doesn't get hold of the Bloody Marys at this point in time. I, you know, or at this point, I will, you know, and then Montezuma's Revenge and everything else in between. Like, God. Oh, Jesus, us. well, I said get an interesting love life. You know, I thought just like a nice guy that might take you camping and it'd be a cute little meet-cute sort of thing. I didn't mean, like, dating one of the clergy. Well, you know, I'm go big or go home, and this isn't my first radio. And the Pope clergy. was busy. Well, you know, so I had to, like, settle down beyond the Pope, and all the bishops were taken, and then we settled for a priest. So there we go. It's like a woke version of Sister Act for Disney Plus at this point in time. Well, I'm not going to say how my hair looks right now, but, you know. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'm not saying anything about your hair. <laughs> I got a new haircut. I know it's sitting after my podcasting cap, but I feel like this haircut is perfect for an audio medium. <laughs> it is perfection for it because no one can see it as it should be. But no, it's actually really good, Max. Yeah, like, I do actually love it. I like, did completely forget that I was like, oh, yeah, when's my last haircut? Oh, I got it done for the work gala, and that was December 6th. So I was like, oh, this is two, three months' worth of growth. And it was not. It, it, it went beyond... Well, the funny thing is, like, you told me that you were getting it done this week. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. And then I walked in this evening and finally realized that, oh, Max actually got it done. I was like, oh, he's got a haircut. <laughs> there yeah, we I'm go. Just thanking even, that, even though I saw you yesterday. Thanking <laughs> the lovely Philip at, at, at Bang on, on um, Logan Circle, who did a lovely job in my hair. He always does a really nice job. I have a short on the sides, long, quite long cut. Asymmetrical cut. Really. I would say it's Tegan, Tegan and Sarah, but not quite as butch. Um, Maybe uh, not as butch, but I think it works for your face. It really does. Thank you. I feel like, it, I feel like it's doing... <laughs> your cheekbones make it work. Well, like we... I mean, we had a weekend, so it was it was mine and the hub's seven-year wedding anniversary on Yay. Monday. Um, last... So this year we decided... So we take it in turns to do our anniversary. Yes. This year was my turn. The last time it was my turn, we, we again, it was middle of COVID and I bought him a bike um, because I wanted him out of the house. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. Because you were like, do you think this is a good idea? I was like, yes. But he wanted one and he was like, let's go and yeah. buy you a bike. Yeah. Um, and he still has that bike actually because the last one got stolen. <laughs> that was lovely. Consider that stolen. Anyways, yes. So, yeah. So this, this time we kind of decided that we were going to, I said, well, we're going, so we're going to England in a couple of months. And I said, I don't really want to, you know, go traveling and he had some work on and we were like okay let's let's stay local because uh-huh. last year um we went to new york which you remember <laughs> oh god because, I, because I um <laughs> so i don't like surprises I, I i i hate surprises you do hate them so, um i like to i like I, I like a sub surprise so i like a little bit of a okay well we're gonna be doing something tomorrow be prepared but which is why I'm typically your emissary between the two of, like, Max would like this. Could you make this happen? 
or it's the other way around of how do you feel about x y and z to and I, mentally get it in your head and i'm not ungrateful i'm just an overthinker over plan yeah yeah, yeah. Think. so last year we were going to be staying in for our wedding anniversary and the night before on a friday night you were over and that southern guy was there remember him who thought we were so sweet and he stayed the night in the end and he was like rooting for something and we were like oh i remember that guy and he, he was he i was, blocked that out until he just he was this. so sweet he kept going oh you guys are just so good looking you are so friendly in a big city i can't remember where the hubs had met him I can tell you exactly. He met him on Bumble, BFF. BFF, which he adores. Right. And this guy was from Georgia. I don't remember where, but it was one of these. I was just like, oh, honey. Oh, honey. And he wasn't really prepared. He was prepared, but not. So he kind of like, we end up staying late. And he's like, well, you better stay here. There's no way you're going to get back to Baltimore tonight. Because he was staying out he's in DC, but staying in Baltimore. Yeah. Which is not the same thing. But the Hubs wasn't best pleased that he was, he, he, you know, he's happy he was staying and safe. But it was also like, okay, yeah. like, I didn't realize it. He had stuff planned. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I wake up and, and the hubs is downstairs doing some dishes. And I'm like, why are you doing dishes? And he's like, oh no, I couldn't sleep. I'm like, you never can't sleep on a weekend. <laughs> Your husband. And then the next thing I know, Daniel's in our bedroom going, doing a Sophia Petrello impression. Oh my God. I forgot Hey pussycat. And I <laughs> turned around and went, fuck off. What's going on? Someone tell me. And then I was hungover, like a little heady, not too hungover. And it turns out, long story long, that we were going to go and see Hamilton. In New York City. In New York City. Right. Um, And I love New York City and it was a really great trip. We had a really lovely time, but it was not the best start and possibly could have been solved had I not been hungover hungover or warned that I was going to be going somewhere. So the other side of this coin was, your hubs had told me, not to let Max know that this was going to happen. So I had to sit on this. And he's like, you cannot even hint that this is happening. But I need you to show up as Sophia, like, saying, hello, pussycat. So at, I think it was 8 a.m. in the morning. It was 8 a.m. I showed up with a bouquet of roses and I think a bottle of champagne, maybe. or I don't even remember at this point. I had two things. I remember because I was at Whole Foods and I came over. I was like, hello, pussycat. And I felt so bad the entire time because you just had this look on your face of like, you've betrayed me. <laughs> like, you have killed me. And I'm like, I know, but your husband asked me to. And honestly, all he <laughs> needed to do is say, Max, no arguments. Tomorrow, we're going away for the weekend. We're going right. to be up at this time. Right. And you're going to guess where we're going to go. Right. Because I would never have guessed, I would never have guessed Hamilton. No, Actually, the well, only no reason, one would that, have. The only reason I did guess Hamilton was because as we were driving, there was a big queue of traffic coming the other side. And he was yeah. like, if that has been us, I'd be stressing out. And I was like, oh, these, these wherever we're going. And I started to realize when we got to New York, I'm like, He's got us matinee tickets. And I was like... It's a show. I think it's it's Hamilton. Because I just guessed that the amount he was stressed by it, it was like a special... But no, I really appreciate it. We had a bang of a weekend. Like, it was a heavy weekend. Oh, it was... I loved it. I loved it for you. And I felt... I felt bad for a year about what I had to do. But this this weekend was like... This was much, much, much quieter. um, Because... And then we, we did end up like... 
moving before we move on is like at this suburban barbecue, mm-hmm. and as in one of the one of the hubs Bumble BFFs, and invited them to a barbecue, straight, and we're like, I'm like, okay, you have met him, haven't you? He's like, yeah, yeah, I've met him, I've met him, and we we went, and we had a whale of a time. They were they they were all straight couples, all had kids, but the kids were sort of old enough to look after themselves. I, 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 you could, just stick them in a room, really. Oh, uh, you could. You, they were old enough to swear in front of, but not. But also old enough to have devised a swear box. Oh. Though they were only yeah. charging five cents, so them kids need to learn some math and inflation. Right. They don't tell these kids anything. Dollar at least. And usually, like, we get in trouble at these things because we always say something we shouldn't. And actually, they were all really cool. The especially the the women, and at one point ended up like. Two of us, or three of us, were basically demonstrating, <laughs> and that's how they learned how to do. <laughs> so it's educational for everyone. Sorry. I'd love the anniversary. Uh, we went to Dutcher, which is where we had our first drink. And we went to Bodega oh. in George Thomas, where we had our first date. Had some time together. So very quiet, but it, it's it was a Monday. We were going to go to the theatre, but arena stage. Um, we found tickets we liked. We went for lunch. When we came back, the tickets had gone up $25 each. Oh, no, no, no. Yes, no. no so ma'am. we ended up just no, going to see No, it. ma'am. So, yeah. we, we do not do that. No, yeah. we do not do that. So before we go on to our culture breakdown of the week. Yes. I think we should find out what's in Ina's garden. Yes, what is in Ina's garden? So this week, we are drinking a lovely dry-ish Riesling uh, Pacific Rim. So I got this because I was told that it was going to pair well with our um, uh, treat of the week, but you panicked last night, and so I'm terrified that it may not pair with anything, to be honest. I can't even remember where the jalapeno came from. Here's the thing. You sent me a message literally last week, and you're like, we're having jalapenos, and I'm like, okay, great, fantastic, and I'm looking for wine pairings, and I'm like, okay, Riesling, here we go. And then, like, I was talking to you last night, and you're like, why would we have Riesling? And I'm like, because you said jalapeno. And you're like, why would I say jalapeno? And I'm like, because you told me jalapeno. Like, I've got the message. I don't know. I don't know, Max. I don't know. <laughs> so there we are. <laughs> it's a very nice Riesling. It's just the right amount of sweet. Well, I'm going to say this. I searched for about two hours in the store. Like, we got your Riesling. I went to two different stores. This is a dry semi. It's Pacific Rim. It's a... Looking to see if I can find a date on it, listeners. I cannot find a date on uh, 2019. So there you go. It is a semi-dry. It will pair well with jalapenos or whatever we're about to eat. So I hope it's going to be great. Well, as I say, thank you for being a friend. And we're going to pair this nicely. Uh Uh-huh. The foil plate is here. Oh, yes, the foil plate. So I was wondering for ages what we were going to do. Uh-huh. And I'm still wondering what we're going to (laughs) do. What does, it, what does it look like is on the plate? Um, well, it looks like a little bitty bun of some sort, like a like a like a you know popper of some sort that's breaded. It is. Uh huh. What, Max? It's we... a jalapeno popper made with crescent roll instead of breadcrumbs. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. That's what I assumed, because it certainly smells like a jalapeno no, popper. Right. All right. Yeah, cheers. cheers. That's not bad. That's actually rather good. It's like sweet and creamy with a little bit of a kick. Um, I'm glad you've got a kick. I don't have a kick in mine. It's only a little bit. Yeah. Kick has... Oh no, it's got hit my nose. 
I think it's because you're English. I'm Southern. Like, I'm like, there's not so much of a kick here, but, you know, it's good. I'm happy with it. Would definitely do it again. Thank you, Max. That was delicious. I do like the crescent roll dough, though. It's really malleable. Mm Mm-hmm. It doesn't tear easy. No, it's very, you know, diverse in how... Oh, finally got a kick. Yeah. Anyways, it's, you know, it's... It will stand up and it will do a lot of recipes, more so than what you think it will. That's the thing. I like the sweetness of it. I don't taste the sweetness of it, but you know. It's got a little bit on your tongue, which is a thing. Mm. There's a little bit of it and it kind of, it hits your tongue and then when you get the flavour, I think it makes it, I like that contrast. Yeah, well, there you go. Anyway, cheers. Cheers. We're just choosing all over the place this evening. <laughs> right, Daniel, I want to hear yes. your cultural breakdown of the week. So I have a few things beyond the list because I do want to get them in prior right now. What have you done this week because you didn't have kids or go to a barbecue with kids that didn't let you swear? Well, here's the thing. I went to the botanical gardens and it was full of... Flowers? It was No, it was full of screaming babies and toddlers and the French. And I felt like I had kids because of all of those three in one thing. So um, I was there for an orchid exhibit, which is going on until the middle of April. Fantastic. But listeners, I'm going to warn you here in D.C., it's set up in such a way that it's pops of color throughout the entire conservatory. It's not that um, well interpreted in that there is only two places that there are interpretive signs, we'll put it that way. So everyone is just looking for the orchids, so to speak. But on Monday, because it was President's Day, do you know what I did? I went shoe shopping, and then I went to Ginya, and I treated myself, and it was fantastic. When you say Ginya, it sounds like you're just like we went Virginia. it's south of dc no 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 i did not go south of dc i went to Virginia, which is a ramen place on 14th street which is fantastic as you know and it's a really good one in denver oh 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 it's quite a big one because they denver. are a chain they are yeah, a chain yes i forget the, um, i always forget that yeah it's near the train station it's lovely oh very good so should we do the rundown of our other things for the culture of this week well yeah Alright, so my book of the week was Bo Bremel, The Ultimate Man of Style. It's speaking about the uh, evolution and the um, um, creation of the uh, male suit and also the tuxedo based on Bo Bremel and his rise and fall within Regency London. Fantastic. Highly recommend reading it. He died of syphilis. Spoilers in the end. Uh, <laughs> my song of the week is... Her slips. I know. The song of the week is Flowers because, guess what? Miley Cyrus, you have saying power with that song. I hate to say it, but uh, there we are. It has been still bopping around for a month and a half. Yeah, I, I will admit that when it first came out, it was a little bit of a low-energy song. Yeah. And it's actually a song that... Oh, there's a dog. She she loves it. Um, yeah. No, it was a bit... It wasn't... You know, compared to the other couple, it was a bit low-energy. Um, and then it's one that you've explained to me. Yeah. And actually, I'm like, no, this is this is good. This is good. Like, now. there's a deeper meaning to it. I get it. But, like, I'm surprised that a month and a half after the release, it's still here and it still hit. So, there we go on that one. Uh, my soundtrack that I revisited or revisited this week was actually a COVID listen of six. I discovered it the first week of COVID. Love it still. My new listen for Soundtrack of the Week was Hello, Dolly! with Bette Midler. Mm. Because I'm a fan of the Barbra Streisand and the Carol Channing versions of it. Have not listened to the Bette Midler until this week. 
it's a little bit superfluous with the extra songs that they add in there. I'm just going to put it out there. Did they write new songs for the, new, the show? I don't think they wrote new songs. I think they added the short, like, one-minute songs into the recording. And I was just like, I don't know that it adds anything. Yeah. You know, that was sad. And my television of the week was a Netflix series, uh, Vatican Girl, The Disappearance of Emanuela Orlandi. It's four episodes. There's three different theories as to how or what was the end goal of her disappearance. And it was wonderful how they like tied it back to the first episode. And if you want to cry, All Creatures Great and Small ended their third season. And I just bawled my eyes out on you know Monday. So there you go. Well, I'm still yet to watch All Creatures Great and Small. I feel like it's going to be a, a good one. It's on BritBox, isn't it? Uh, I don't know if it's on BritBox. I watch it on PBS because on, I have a PBS app. So I would I watch check because I can one. get BritBox on uh, Alexa. Yeah, I think you actually have to get that through Amazon Prime, though. Not BritBox. Yes, yeah, so I get it through Amazon Prime because yeah. our original TV couldn't take it. Mm. Oh, no, original Apple Box. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that oh, if you need it. Yeah, Old, older technology fun. Okay, so my culture of the week books. Um, yeah. Finally, finally cracked my book properly like last weekend. Um, yeah, the weekend of sleep and reading. Um, so, um, yeah, it's a little bit of a sprint still. I've got four days to finish it. But it Can is... Can you? <laughs> I will. It's I've got 100 pages to read, and it's Gay Bar by uh, Jeremy Atherton Lim. It made some waves a year about a year ago when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then it was expensive. It was about $25 in hardback. Yes, it was a bit shocking, the price. Yeah, I don't know why it was so expensive, but I, I saw the paperback. We're going to talk a lot, actually, you know, you know, spoiler alert, pull back the curtain. We're going to discuss a lot about gay bars this week anyway. But mm-hmm. if anyone ever questions the relevance of uh, gay bars, LGBT plus bars, queer establishments, this is the book to read. His partner, husband, is English. He's American. So you have this transatlantic history happening. Um... Oh, that sounds very familiar. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, if he explores, like, how, like, London gay bars came about, mm. which went on, went on a lot longer. It's just a really great book. I highly recommend um, reading it, picking it up, trying to find it in the library. I'll borrow it after you finish. Yeah, no, please do. Films. So we started off last week with Ant-Man and the Wasp. I know everyone's going to roll eyes. I love all the Marvel films. I've seen every Marvel movie at the cinema. Good for you. Good for me. Even... The first Spider-Man, I had to wait for negative COVID test. That why was I deserving to see that one? <laughs> um, sorry, film sets up uh, Phase Five well because of Kang the Conquerors in this one. I I will admit that as much as the hubby comes with me to watch these films, he by this point was a little bit lost. Um, he's watched a few of the series, but he's like, I I don't we we you know, I don't hold on to the references like you yeah. do. So he enjoyed it. Um, I would say that the trouble is it's not standalone like Black Panther or Wakanda Forever, which is a yeah. pity, um, which is attempting to stay standalone. It didn't also finish off the Ant-Man trilogy. I, I didn't think there was a conclusion to any of the storylines. That's sad. And yeah. and kind of sadly, the, the Wasp, I like Evangeline Lily. I, I've loved her since Lost. Her character was important, but they could have given it to any... Fe- like, it wasn't her. Like, she's, yeah. just, she's like, oh, female, give her a role. And I'm like, she didn't have an emotional arc in this. And I feel there was hints of one with her and Michelle Pfeiffer, but that didn't really happen. It's a very good film. Um, I really enjoyed it. Good way to spend two hours. 
my Tuesday night GP, I and mean, that's going to be the thing now, was because my next one I bought already today, the tickets, because oh, it's okay. booking up fast, but yeah, this yeah. Tuesday night GP was Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> that's where I land on that one. Uh, <laughs> this was a fucked up, extremely fucked up, really fucked up movie. It's uh, basically, the property is now available for public domain. Someone's made a movie about it. If anyone's read the Winnie the Pooh books, the last one ends with Christopher Robin going to school. Right. This happens five years later, when he returns to find without his picnics they've gone feral um it's it's a nasty film the deaths in it are very nasty it's bad the poo and piglet masks are atrocious if you came in halfway through you'd think it was just people that decided to wear winning the poo masks to do crime ah okay it they don't they're rubber Mm. And I don't. I think that's where there's the biggest problem. If if it mm. is that they're rubber and actually that yeah, but it's really bad. There's just been a cloth. <laughs> but everyone in the audience was really game for a bad film, and we were laughing at because it was like, mm. um, this is spoiler alert. So basically, if you want to watch this film, jump forward a minute. There is a bit where they see. Well, there's two bits. There's one where a girl is in a hot tub taking photos. She looks back at the photos and sees Winnie the Pooh in the background mm-hmm. and then goes, I ain't going to let no man ruin my vacation and basically just returns to the hot tub and starts touching herself. Oh. Having seen that. And then she, well... Dies. Dies. <laughs> and then the, the other one was they see Winnie the Pooh outside. It's a group of girls having a vacation and then they... In England, even though someone's got an American accent and they call up the phone service and it's got an American phone line. It's really weird. But Winnie the Pooh's set in England, by the way. Yeah. I've been to the woods it's set in. Mm-hmm. I've camped there with the scouts. All hundred acres of it. Uh, it's, it's, um, actually, I do mention it's called Ashdown Forest, but the hundred acre woods within it. Hmm. But they, they basically see Winnie the Pooh, they go running through the house and they see like on the walls, get out in blood. And one of the girls turns to the other and goes, I think that's the guy that's stalking us. And, oh, <laughs> and everyone in the audience just oh. lost it. But we were all in it together. Yeah. And everyone just looks at each other afterwards and goes, have we funded this shit? Yes. Anyway, highly recommend it. Really do. Honestly, I, I if, it will come on some cheapy service. Sit, watch, laugh. Yeah. Walk away, but it is violent. It's and do not show it to kids. It it will actually probably confuse them. It is not that Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> it isn't, and it, I think it would upset a lot. They, it, it's it's that nasty. It'll upset me. Yeah. <laughs> um, the final the final movie I'm gonna just give special mention is Shotgun Wedding on Amazon. It's J Lo. Oh. It's really funny. Um, we had a giggle for an hour and a half. We'll talk about it post podcast. Yeah, but no, really good, really good to have these sort of ones back. Yeah, yeah. Finally, recipes this week. We had a lot of food left over from the Super Bowl. Mm. Including a vegetable platter, so I shoved it in a food processor and made Super Bowl soup. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so, so genius of you. Um, I love you for and it. And put hummus in it and everything. It's been quite tasty. Oh, there you with go. With some lentils. And also made some gumbo on Tuesday after Winnie the Pooh. That is my culture for the week. We have a bit of shared culture though, don't we? Yes, we do. Um, we did a lot of shared things this week, and we won't get into all of them right now, but we will eventually. But the one that we should probably bring up is what we did on Sunday night, because it was a holiday on Monday. Yes. 
So the Hubs, um, who regularly sings our Shaw's Tavern Piano Night, yes, was invited to be part of a cabaret. Yes, miscast. he was. Um, he wasn't miscast. No, no, no. no. So the principle of the miscast was that it was songs performed by the opposite gender or an individual that wouldn't normally perform that piece. Essentially. Yes. Yes. And it was very well done. It was a good mix of songs. It was a really great night. I personally adore Shaw's. Um, yes. This Chris, I, I love New York. So I think Shaw's has that exposed brick. It has a bit of a, a New York vibe, which I think some people might roll their eyes at. Well, it's funny because like it's one of the few places in DC that I feel like has that New York vibe. Yeah, like it's the only place, and I'm like, oh, I could be in the you know the village, like, but I'm at DC. Yes, and we spent a lot of Christmas there. Yeah, the two of us, didn't we? Because we ended up like we were there New Year's Eve, which was a lot of fun. Well, and I, it was a lot of fun. By the way, yeah, yeah, this is a side note. We're not we are we're not here to advertise. Yeah, but Shaw's New Year's Eve was a lot of fun. Had I not had bronchitis, I would be there too. You didn't go, did you? Shit. No, but you and I had been there the week before. Oh, you were like meant at least to come. on four play. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. No, 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 no. It's all good. Like Maybe. I was supposed to be there, but like I was hacking up a lung at that point, so you know. Yeah, I forgot you never. But get but the there. week before, like we had been there like four times or three times. Yeah, like, it was all we'd been there a lot. Like, yeah. yeah, but no, it was a really great night. The Hub sung um, "When You're Good to Mama" from Chicago. Yes. Did it very, very, very well. Did a little bit of a performance with it. Um, hit all the notes. He did hit all the nice. notes. And he acted and he just put himself into it. And, like, I was thoroughly entertained, even though I had heard that song performed so many times the week before when I was well, at your place. With him. Yeah. No, but I still heard it so many times. I was just like, please do not sing it one more time. Please don't. Please do not do it. <laughs> but him and all the performers that night did an amazing job. They really did. They did. Yes. Um, sound quality was great. And surprisingly, not saying it shouldn't be, but you never know what you're going to get in small venues. Yes. And small venues, we're talking like less than like 25 feet wide. It's small. Like there were two rows of like three. Yeah, they did well. I, I thought it was a really great night. Um, and the good thing about this event and mm-hmm. and who the who 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 my husband decided to sing was, it brings us very nicely onto our news. So at this point, we're going to discuss the stories that are gay, gay adjacent, or just a little bit camp. And this is all three, actually. Yeah, oh, it is certainly all three, and probably another fourth and fifth as we go into it. So, um, the story. This is a story that we. I mean, so we've been planning this podcast for a couple of months now. We've been yes. actively recording bits for like a month, and this story yeah. keeps coming in and out, and it flits between news and culture. It has staying power. It has staying power, but it finally hit. I would say news news this week. Yeah. So, um, as we said, the husband decided to sing uh, When You're Good to Mama, which he's not the only amazing person singing that right now. Right. And we're referring to the wonderful Jinx Monsoon. Yes, we love Jinx. Jinx. I love Jinx so much. Anyways. I've become my mother. Um, (laughs) Jinx is doing it on Broadway. And, I mean, it, it was big news because they are trans. There's a lot of stunt casting. They had Pamela Anderson do it. Yeah. So, I think when... When Jinxie did it for me, I was a bit like, this is big news, but I was... 
like, okay, they'll do it. Right, because, you know, at one point, I remember, like, Usher played Billy Flynn, and you had, oh, God, who else played, like, Roxy and Velma? Like, there, you know, B.B. Newworth, like, re-originated the role, and, like... Roxy tends to be the one that's covered more, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, than Velma. I mean, Roxy is typically, like, the person that, I hate saying this, doesn't have as much known talent, you know, in that role. Like, and is a bit of a blonde, so to speak, you know type situation uh but you know it's typically a rotation of like every you know six weeks or so like it's a new person in that role so the reason that we're kind of bringing it up this week is and i, I want you know want to just quickly bring it up really is that you know they have um filled up the theater of a hundred point fifty one percent capacity which just so you know gays because we don't do math that's more than the seats that they have yeah so they're standing room <laughs> only according to playbill um theater's been having a hard time a lot of theater productions for those that don't know they rely on pre-sales mm-hmm. people are not pre-booking at the moment uh the trouble with illness is that people are, are, right. are, are not taking a risk so they don't have this pre-sale occurring the reason the story is that you know not just stunt casting but clever casting is bringing a it's bringing people back it's bringing bums in seats as we say in england uh, Daniel and I were very fortunate to see Chicago a couple of months back. Uh, oh, we saw Chicago. <laughs> um, the husband was doing was interpreting for it. Um, it was a really great night, but there was a bit of lack of energy from a couple of the cast members. Can I insert myself for just a moment? The first time to talk, but go on. Yeah, it, <laughs> there we go. Um, let's just put it this way, listeners. I had had a lot of martinis before I showed up for that performance. I think you put more energy into your dancing in the seat than they did. Well, that was what I was going to say. Is like I was literally sitting in the balcony, like doing fossey number, like jazz hands and like kicks and whatnot. And I look over at your husband at one point on the balcony doing his job, and I had enough like sense and clarity, like text the line sing out louise because he was doing more than what was going on on the stage because it was just like very low energy well, there was and one was particular main cast member that was giving low energy yeah the others were giving me a lot the backing was giving me a lot but no i, I it's one of those shows now it, it requires precision it requires energy you can't walk it and i do feel that it, this is exciting i'm really proud pleased there's hints that they're going to extend the production mm-hmm. uh, their, their 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 role in the production as Mama Morton my question is you know do they have to then pay two Mama Mortons because the person that's going to, was meant to take over they have to pay them on retainer but but I would say this if they're doing 100.57% with the seats then it's fine yeah, because it's fine. you've sold you've sold the tickets like yes pay that person because you know it's going to become the longest running Broadway musical don't you yes after Phantom Leaves like absolutely but I don't think it is the longest one it's the longest running revival because Blood Brothers in England was a revival Uh it only lasted a year and they brought it back Uh but no that's that's it so it's very exciting what's happening Uh, the only other thing I'll actually quickly mention is that they have um, just also in terms of casting announced a lovely Hannah Waddingham which we love uh, and adore on this podcast in Ted Lasso and I stalked her on a West End and when she appeared in Ted Lasso I was like oh my god I used to stalk you um, not literally just at every performance I've got tickets but she will be presenting Eurovision yes, yes she's a stunning performer great energy very excited to do it very excited to see her 
that's my little bit of casting news on that sense. And I'm just going to say, listeners, we're still trying to figure out how we're doing the Eurovision like episode. Don't worry. We'll, we'll work it out, because yeah. I will be in England. So we'll work it out. Yeah, yeah, we're going to work it out. So my bit of news um, is that Brittany Griner has re-signed with the Phoenix Mercury. Um, as you may or may not know, Brittany Griner was involved with the nine-month um, political... Um, a titter-tat with Russia where she was uh, detained due to the cannabis oil um, at the airport, which was shocking. But the reason why she was over there was because she was having to pay play for a Russian team because what she could make in three months was more than what she could make an entire year working for the WNBA here in the United States. So here's the thing. Here's my connection to the story is I actually had someone who I went to high school with that played for the WNBA did the same situation. She played in Belgrade. Her name is Ashley Houts. And she would go over there for three months. And what she would make in those three months was the same as what she would make playing for the WNBA. Because pay equality does not exist in the WNBA. We have the NBA where someone can get paid $5 million for a season. WNBA, they're getting paid literally $120,000 per season. Tops. Tops. You know, that is shocking, that is appalling, that is grotesque. This is so many things. And it drives me absolutely fucking crazy. Here's the thing. We are very happy that Ashley is coming... Or, sorry. We are very happy that Brittany is coming back to... Uh, the Brittany Phoenix. Ashley's the same name. Brittany Ashley, the same thing. We're very happy that Brittany is coming back to the <laughs> Phoenix Mercury. But I feel like there's this missing dialogue with the WNBA of like trying to improve the pay conditions and the actual legal conditions to where people don't have to go over to Europe and yeah. to Russia to play these games um, at the same value. And I'm a little bit shocked that we're not debating this a little bit more or that's not happening on a larger scale, but that's me going to be on my soapbox for just a few minutes and I'm going to step off of it. But yeah. No, I agree. They shouldn't be going, especially at the moment. Um, oh yes. Especially at the moment. Like, cause I feel like it's still happening. So there we go. There we go. That may have been the news, but what's making an impact in the culture? We check the feeds, test the moods, answer the questions, what is gay culture? What is gay culture, Daniel? Tell me, tell me now. Well, I'm going to talk about our lovely POTUS this week. Uh, President Joe Biden, he signed an executive order this week for furthering advancing racial equality in support of underserved communities. Imagine it if you will, as the Executive Order 2.0, the sequel, or rather the Executive Order of the Sequel, so to speak. So he signed an Executive Order the first day that he was in office, saying underrepresented communities such as, you know, Native Americans, African Americans, LGBTQ, we're going to support you. Well, he came back. He came back two weeks ago. There we go. So he signed... He woke up from his nap. It's been a long nap. It was a very, very long nap. You know, so he wrote the executive order, you know, focusing on the underserved and the underrepresented. And uh, I just added an extra syllable on that one. I don't care at this point. Uh, calling out, you know, racial minorities, LGBTQ plus communities, and those who have disabilities, those that are underserved, as being priorities of the federal government and the agencies taking action. So he asked us to all look within ourselves as a federal agency. I can say this as a federal, you know, employee. Yes. And for us to look at our, you know, goals and our initiatives, looking at external communities. So one of these things that he brought, um, asked us to look at 
is um, you know all agencies are supposed to have an equity team looking for raising equality of LGBTQ plus uh, individuals. Nice. Which is fantastic because I have a personal horror story with this that I'm going to share right now. Is it podcast. involving Winnie the Pooh? Um, well, it actually could involve Winnie the Pooh. Nice. I mean, this person could be sitting with a rubber mask. So, um, shock horror, you know, I, I've been a federal employee for seven years. I've had two different jobs. Uh, with this agency that I'm at currently, my second job started three years ago, right before COVID. And um, they locked me onto a um, committee stating that I had to help with recruiting, even though I'm a landscape historian. Recruiting has nothing to do with hiring, actually, with landscape historian. Nothing whatsoever. And they told me that I had to, you know, go after uh, communities that were underserved, underrepresented. And so, you know, Max, uh, there's this wonderful drag queen called Patagonia. Yes. Who is based in Yosemite National Park. I don't know whether or not she works for the National Park Service or her boyfriend slash partner works for the National Park Service, but one of them does. But Patagonia maintains a um, web a database where you can put in entry for a job and it can go out to 300 different databases to support LGBTQ yeah. members. Fantastic. Love it. So I'm sitting here on this committee and I'm told by an individual we have to like raise our diversity. And I'm like, well, why don't we select something and we just put in the entry for this committee? And I was told, and I have not forgotten this to this day, no, that's not the diversity we're looking for. In hiring for our positions and so that's a, that's a shock it's appalling it's a horror story so to speak I don't mm. agree with that no ma'am I, no, ma I lost a lot of respect for this person who is still in power with the, that said this and I was like mm, you don't quite get diversity do you so anyways uh, this person said that to me and um, I'm now glad that this executive order is out because now we have to focus on the LGBTQ. We have to make them inclusive. We have to support them. We have to go after them in our hiring campaigns. Um, we are also supposed to look for civil rights risk and to support that. And we're also supposed to now, uh, based on the White House science and tech policy, um, go and collect accurate data of who identifies in, as an LGBT plus individual. Why this matters is if you're not counted, you're not counted and we don't know where you're at. If there is a large community of you that are, you know, gay individuals, like, and you have needs, how can the federal government, like, get you the resources that you need? Like, how? Yeah. If you're not counted. So I think it is a step in the right direction. I think it is a another brick in the tool of our stonewall journey but i don't think we're there yet and uh yeah well i love the fact that the park service is doing that because that's just what this world needs <laughs> right thank another you another cock in a frock on a rock <laughs> <laughs> someone else in the green and gray like calling it right there yes well no i think no we do i <sighs> like i'm almost sitting here and i'm like I you know Here's the thing the, with executive orders is like, it's not law. It can go away with the next president. Yeah. And I'm all, I'm almost sitting here and I'm like, Max, do we rise up and we demand more rights? Do we, do we say this is great? I'd love to work out there going about with my camera. 
Well, I think you would be perfect for it, honestly. Should have fine. Maybe maybe this is it, listeners. I'll be disappeared off like if Smokey the Bear and shacked up in a cabin somewhere on the Appalachian Trail. I don't think he'd last in the Appalachian Trail, but you know, it's not stirred in your thing. But anyway, talking uh, about Appalachian Trail and Smoking a Bear. This is your segue. It's my I love segue. It. <laughs> no, so we, we went back and forth a little bit this week, didn't we? Because we, we weren't we weren't sure like especially of culture what we're gonna talk about. Um, and, we'll, and then we pulled the trigger on it. We pulled the trigger. And, well, no, actually, probably the worst term used for what we're about to talk about. Um, but, no, so we were out last Friday, ended up in a bar getting the end of RuPaul spoilt for us. But we were... Oh, my God. I, so, Daniel and I go to bars. We, we, we go, go to, to bars. bars. We are, I would not say scene queens. And we're also not bar flies. Bars, no. Well, we... Uh, so, we're regulars. But we don't hang about with them chatting up younger guys. Because here's the thing. You and I go to a bar and the two of us talk at the bars. Yeah. We don't talk to anyone else that's there. We don't talk to strangers. <laughs> so, no. A scene queen is someone that has their life very much dictated to by the calendar of the gay community. Yes. Um, bar flies. You know, and I we shouldn't be calling that because at the end of the day, the fruit flies do hang out. Um, a lot of people are, especially elder members of the community, you know, they've lost a lot of people in their lives. They've also right. had a chance to make friends. But no, we do. So Daniel and I are very fortunate that we have access and uh, friendships that allow us to go to bars and feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. But we decided this week we're going to do as part of my culture to discuss gay bars. Yes. Because we, we sat there like, and well, we stood there on Thursday, Friday even, sorry. Yeah, it was Friday. Right, in, yeah, yeah. in pictures. And it got really preppy. Everyone was so young. And I had a lot of opinions. Yeah, a lot of opinions, as always. <laughs> and and they're playing these computer games, which they're like, this is that retro. And I'm like, this was like state of the art for me when I first experienced it. Right. Or people were showing up, and this is my point that I had, you know, last Friday. It's like, it is... 10 o'clock at night and you're showing up in a suit and tie like my god you could go home and change like no one else is wearing this like it was definitely a statement piece like, it was i i just thought it was the, peacocking for me the funny bit was i go oh i know this song and wigfield saturday night came on and i did you the dance and you were like i don't know what the hell you're doing <laughs> but no we are we're really fortunate but there's a huge issue now surrounding gay bars and this is going to probably be like part one of a big conversation that we yeah. want to start having um is the importance of um lgbt safe spaces but also trying to understand that there's no one and done right I, I like a bar. I like a drink. I you know I, as a yeah. as a younger gay, I'm not a young. I'm a I'm 37, so I'm not a young gay anymore. Let's face it. I'm not. I I, I was scared of none them. of it. None of us are young gays. I was I was I was a 25 class when I you know started hitting the bars properly like properly. Um, I, I was 18. Ha! Wait uh, for it. I had no confidence, and also I had a lot of straight friends who did not want to do it. So I kind of had a very much. I was gay mm. but i did not go to bars a lot fair i i lived in a I, I grew up in a suburb of london called croydon um and there wasn't gay bars you had to go up into central london and the idea of that was just like going up there so i would say like the place that i went for undergrad like there was one night that one bar would host drag queens on thursday night we had wednesday black sheep bar yeah and then whenever i went to grad school there was one bar that would host drag queens on saturday night once a month and that was it like 
Yeah, I. But at the same time, I would go to like Savannah and go to like Club One, or I'd go to Atlanta. Like you know, it was very much a situation of like. It was not in gay central territory. See, what's interesting now is that like like we our local the local bar uh, jet, uh, the hubs and I like is um, the American Ice Company, which is not a gay bar. No, it's, it's, it's a very there's some handsome men in there. It's a very bar bar, but it's it's very close to us. It's very friendly. It's got a nice warm atmosphere. I love going there. Yeah, like and it's Whitlow's and all that. So we don't have to go. We do take some time out. But we're very fortunate. We have at least four gay bars in spitting distance of us. Right. And also straight bars that are also uh, accommodating. Accommodating, yeah. But I do, do, you know, I kind of feel like if it, I don't think this part of the discussion is going to have much conclusion. But, you know, I remember when I, I spoke to a friend in England and the first thing they said to me was, you know, you seem to have like a lot of gay friends out there. I hope you're mixing in straight people. And I'm like, you, what? Nah, huh? I do think there's a sort of a, you know, I'm, and also it, it, it's strange that came to mind because there was another person I'd worked with years back and they were lesbian. Um, and they said, oh, they're them and their partner. They decided they went, they had a local, they liked it. it just so happened to be a lesbian bar. I was like, that's so weird. You have to justify why you want to go to a lesbian bar, you know. Right. You know, and, and no one should have to justify that because they're they're, no. they're dying. But not, the person is not dying. Lesbian I mean, bars, bars are, are dying. dying. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Caveat, 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 clarifier. And that's clarifier. another story together. But I'm yeah. like, no, we we go to a lot, and gay bars for us have become just a casual thing. We're very fortunate to have them. Well, like whenever you and I went to Rochester, like the hubs, your hubs. Yeah. You know, we went to. One gay bar, two. We went to two gay two, bars. There's, a lot, yeah. there's other bars. Yeah. It's, it's very, yeah. it's a very interesting situation. So I think this week, I personally, the reason I'm bringing this up is, is, is that I took stock that I'm in a, in a in a gay bar and I'm very fortunate to feel comfortable in one. Um, you know, it's not like it's something I would I would do now. Um, I'm trying to drink less. I'm trying to spend less money because we're preparing for England. You know, right. so not necessarily would do it at the moment. But is I would feel comfortable to go and think I need to get out of the house today. I will go and get a happy hour. Right. And we're very fortunate, but I do think you know, the we we had this, and then on on Saturday, the hubs and I went to Dirty Goose and ended up you know getting kind of bombarded by this very young lesbian who was very excited to meet a couple and then also decided to show us how google image worked and we're like oh thank you yeah thank you (laughs) and at one point like been there done that we'd ordered food and i said we have to go we've ordered some food and the rats really like the rice (laughs) Um, she was like oh it's okay you know looking at us going oh they're going to bed now like no i just don't want to deal with this yeah but no, we, we are fortunate. But the reason that we sort of bring this up this week was that last night, we were recording this on a Friday, um, and we usually record on a Thursday. Yes, this is unusual for us, yes. Is that Daniel and I decided to give up on our Midwestern housewife dreams Oh my god! by going to the opening of a new bar on its opening night, and it is... Well, I would caveat that I don't think we went to a new bar. I think we went to a new club club yes so bunker is on 14th and you yes. on the north east corner yes yes northeast corner yes sorry i had to do the math so it's yes. on you it addresses 14th it's on you um the hubs knew the owners had supported him during a political campaign so he was told it was going to be the soft opening 
And we decided to go along. The thing about gay bars and any LGBT queer space is that everyone's like, safe space, safe space, safe space. Glad a safe space is opening. Then a minute that opens, they bitch about it and destroy it. Which brings on whole questions about whether a business can be a safe space because the people it serves are customers and could easily destroy it through your Yelp reviews. Well, and therefore, yes. is an, this is not about the bar last night. We had a fun time. We had a fun time. Is it also based on where certain places we've been to recently and the amount they're charging for drinks? Can they claim to be safe spaces when they are charging so much for access to said space safe space but that's not the discussion really for now no because i'll throw a wrench in it it was very affordable last night last night so bunker which ironically has the same name as a bar i went to once in las palomas in oh, gran canaria oh 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 i'm not going to that story but it was please don't please don't <laughs> it was dark i could not see a thing <laughs> who knew what could happen um but oh, that's the story i thought you were gonna say no. yeah so no bunker we went down there um uh, as a Brit, I love a dance. I like going into a bars. DC does not do clubs. It does dance no. parties. It no, does no. circuit parties. I'm not going to explain that. I'm pretty sure there's some workmates that listen to this. Just Google it. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, and but I would say the decor was tactful. Not it was tactful. It was, it, was, it was good. I, yeah. Everyone was dancing. We were all having a dance. It was 8 o'clock, though. We were like, why are we dancing on a Thursday night at 8 o'clock? Like, it's like midnight on a Saturday and a bad mistake's about to happen. Well, it was funny. Like, people were trying to have conversations. I'm like, no, dance. Like, even I, who do not dance, and I'm, like, bobbing my head. I'm like, no, stop talking. Dance. Dance. I am excited for it. I hope DC doesn't destroy it by trying to make it a happy hour bar. But if you want my review... In one sentence, it's pop as a clock beneath the voxel arches. Have a good time. Have some fun. I did. I'm looking forward to heading back there. I really hope it does well. It's a circuit party without the pesky circuit. I was just going to sell that line, so never mind, listeners. He he beat me to it. But yes, I would absolutely go back there. I, in fact, me, a person who does not like clubs, I want to go back there, which is saying something. So, yes. And there was a really cute little ramen. There was so many cute guys, and the hubs tried to introduce me to one, and I'm like, shut up! Oh, shut up! The only thing that bugged me was, so British bar culture, there's a certain rule, is that you don't jump in front of someone in the queue. If the bartender comes to you before the person next to you who has been there longer... You basically point at them, and the idea is the bartender smiles and goes, "Okay, serves them." Comes back to you. Mm-hmm. This little thing, he got lost on the bar. I was there another extra ten minutes. I was like, Oof. I was trying to be polite. Anyway, it was fun though. It was fun. I I enjoyed it for Thursday night outing. It was a Thursday. Night. I mean, I'm excited. It's still going on, and I hope I said DC does not destroy it. I we're not gonna let it. We're not gonna let it, Max. We will not let it. And now it's time for Old and Tired, where we attempt to make sense of the stories that have baffled us. But instead of Googling it ourselves, we have the other one do it for us, because that's what friends are for. That's what friends are for. Okay, but this case, this is not what happened, because essentially this story came up, (laughs) and instead of Daniel saying to me, Max, 
Tell me what's going on. Tell me what's going on. He goes, I actually want to fucking Google this. This is disgusting. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Okay, we're going to shoot through this. I'm going to get every name wrong. Absolutely. Essentially, Uh picture it. Berlin this year. Yes. Yeah. So there is a lot of names here. So essentially... Do the important ones then. Trim down. Trim down, dear. Trim down. And so there is this na- there is a name and it's spelled W I E B K E Weep Weep Sure Huster is a German critique and she decided to um, do her job do her job essentially <laughs> and she <laughs> yeah. reviewed a show uh-huh. and art show art show it was a, it was a, it was you know what is an opera's ballet company and the head of it Marco Goke. I'm, this is going to be appalling. It uh, is. So the head of the the head of the op, the ballet, the Hanover Ballet, was critiqued very severely. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, he's very good at his job, but this was just it was a miss. It wasn't up to par. So he decided at a, another event to um, confront said critic mm-hmm. by rubbing his dog's feces in her face. He's been oh. fired. It's obviously disgusting. Yes. It's appalling. The one thing I'm going to say, and this is not an excuse, and there's not say so there's a good use of feces at any point in time. <laughs> but, um, oh, I'm re- here for this. Reason, My curls are clutch. The, well, no, but the reason that you know dogs are banned from defecating on certain areas is because there's a lot of bacteria. Like, it's very, da- you know, it's very, yes. it's very dangerous. It's, uh, it can make kids go blind. I'm actually well aware of this. Yeah. Yes. And it's like that. So, yeah. so, so, and, so I, I'm not going to say it's not like, oh, it's like not actually, it's actually yes, very like, dangerous to yes, what he did. Like, it was not the best option. Um, and he claims he wanted to start a conversation. Yes. Okay, but she gave her opinion. You mm-hmm. rubbed shit in her face. And then you want to say, but I want to start a conversation. Uh, Would you start a conversation with someone who no. rubbed shit? No, so, absolutely not. And this brings us on to what Daniel and I did last Friday night. Yeah, uh, more the, culture, more culture. More culture is that we went to uh, the Hubs working an event. It was an art opening. We went along with. Um, we were at the Strathmore. We uh, may have. Sn- I'm going to say this now. They have a one glass of wine policy, um, and we were appalled. <laughs> we were appalled, but we got two because um, they did not recognise us. Uh, so we but they to- recognised us for the third. <laughs> So Daniel and I enjoy art. We walked about. We yeah. were looking at some artwork. We decided to go about. We um, I nearly bought one piece. And you should have. I should. The last week was so expensive, though. I mean, I know I'm on a cheap week this week because my god, we went to a bar like for a quick bite to eat on Saturday. Twenty-five dollars just for like some. Extra. You could afford that painting. Well. It was our anniversary weekend. Well, well, yes, but I'm saying, like, I'm saying yeah, but anyway, no, so there was a there was a cute little painting of some spam which I loved. But we had a good wait. We went through it all. We had a lovely walk through. Me and him can just me and you can, we can discuss stuff. We can yeah. have a chat to the cows come home. It's way of a podcast because art should make you have a conversation. It should make you question stuff. It should like evokes the one issue was though that it was an opening so therefore the artists were there we had to keep voices down because there was someone that didn't quite work as well as it thought it did and other work other art that didn't realize how good it was there was a lot that i didn't understand but it was a good 
night. But yes. I just think the point is, and you know, the, is like quite frankly, I don't want to talk about this. It makes me feel ill what that person did. Yeah, is that end of the day physically attacking a critic? It's not a way to start a conversation. No, it's the way to kill a conversation, to be Killed honest. Killed it. Yeah, he mucked up badly. Literally. Literally mucked, mucked up badly. Mucked up in her face. Yeah. Do you want to move on to something else? We, we have to. We have to, because I don't have anything else to add to this. Other than the art, we will post photos of it. And there you go. And with that, we're going to move on to Word of the Week, where Daniel and I discuss any new words, because we're old, old people, that we've learned this week. And so we asked, do we think it's got staying power or will it disappear? Does it make sense or does it make our ears bleed? And I'm I'm actually loving this word because I learned it and forgot about it. So I want to learn about it again. So please tell me about it. The word this week is a fluffle. Can you spell it for me? The word fluffle is spelled F-L-U-F-F-L-E. I just say you can look it on the page if you want to, but yes. Do some dramatics there. <laughs> yeah. What do you think fluffle means, Daniel? Oh, it sounds like cute and cuddly for me. Like, but I don't know what it means. I've forgotten what it's means. Like, I don't know. What is fluffle? A fluffle is the actual term for a group of rabbits. Well, I love that. I, oh my God, there's a fluffle of rabbits over there. So Peter Rabbit and Benjamin Button were part of a fluffle of rabbits? They're actually a very strict Christian family, but yes, to the outside world, a fluffle. They were a fluffle of rabbits. <laughs> but no, that is it. Fluffle <laughs> of rabbits. We love it. That's our term. And I actually am going to say now, it does not make my ears bleed. It has no. staying power. I wish to use it all the time. Oh, it has absolute staying power. It's lasted for 200 years. Like, there you go. <laughs> And with this, as we reach the end of the show, we come to our final thoughts and we make sure they're as petty as possible. Yes. So this is Petticoat Lane, where we pick a topic that's been irritating us and we let you know why. We have a list of topics. We do. I'm not going to pick one because I have one that I'm going to bloody well say right now. Oh, okay. All right, Max, I'm going to stand back and let you just proceed. Like, do it, dear. Go, girl. Go. Go. Take your decorations down. <laughs> yes. What is the road that runs north of the mall? Uh, Constitution. They're still up. Wait, why are they still up in Constitution? Wait, are they on my agency's land? They're, no, they're, they're on the north. That they're, they're one of this, is, it, is it Constitution or is it the one that runs and it, and it hits the south lawn of the White House? Oh, it, oh, oh, we may need to have a conversation. Yes. All I'm saying, sorry. all I'm saying is there's decorations still up in people's houses. They're doing this whole, I don't know. If you generally have your decorations up, there's no need anymore. We've moved on to other holidays. You know, like. We are free holiday. We're in Easter season now. We, we are. And you and I actually need to have a conversation offline about that one. Because I'm like, wait, what? I know. <laughs> I know. So, with that, that's what I'm saying is, please, take them down. And there are some houses on in, in D.C. which are nice, big houses, and they are clearly money people living in them, and they still have their decorations up. Yeah, I walk past them, yeah. Yeah, no, They're not still It's not Take no. your decorations down and close your legs to married men. Exactly. 
And with that, we are finally at the end of this slightly longer episode. We hope you stayed with us. We'll be testing you, especially you. You know who I'm talking to. Yes. Uh, whether you not listen to the end. And that just leaves me with one more question, Daniel. Mm-hmm. What is the culture for next week? Well, you know, I thought about it. I said cherries last week, and uh, that didn't happen. So I think it's going to be cherries this week. We're hoping for it. I saw some blossoms this week. Well, I did too. I took photos of them, but they're not the blossoms. So I think it's going to be cherries. And mine week. were in the club. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> dirty whore. <laughs> you dirty, dirty whore on that one. And with that, I think it's time to say goodnight. <laughs> goodnight. Goodnight. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. You've been listening to Bitches With Beards. I've been Max. And I'm Daniel. A big thanks to you all for tuning in and giving us a listen. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please remember that only a mother could love our views and opinions. They reflect us and no one else. We'll see you next week, unless we're cancelled. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.